is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, welcome to the Toddcast. This morning, we've got Eric in, in his basement, pretending to work. We're actually, we're going to talk... We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, something that is absolutely not work. Um, I uh, had an idea the other day, um, which again, as as can often be the case for me, was um, sort of uh, inspired, if you will, by um, good old Twitter. Twitter. Twitter is occasionally good for something. Um, in that I follow a lot of just goofy accounts that post jokes and whatnot. And um, I'm trying to, I'm, 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 I'm poorly prepared this morning. Shock and surprise. Eric, how are you doing? Hello, well, I'm, you, I'm... You, you fill some time <laughs> and, and while I'm awkwardly trying to find this damn thing. No, I'm, you know I'm, what? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Uh, Todd, you kind of briefly talked about it yesterday when we were saying, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk and have a uh, podcast and, <laughs> you know, at that point in time, I said, you kind of, hey, I saw something on Twitter, had an idea. What do you think? And I said, that's a genius idea or statement from them. I love it. I said, I'm not going to put any more time and thought into it. So that way we can just um, gobble up our, uh, you know, our yeah. memories on live on air, which is what we're doing right now. <laughs> did you did you find said including tweet? all this? Including, I, I did. Thank you for stalling okay. for time, Eric. You're you're, no you're, 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 you're you're a good man. So what we've got here. Um, is uh, what did you do as a child that would be considered dangerous today? And Eric, I'm just going to kick it straight to you. What 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 do you, what do you got? Um, okay. I've got some ideas, but I've had well, time to think about this. I'm gonna hit no, you fresh. Yeah, so I didn't necessarily <laughs> think of it, uh, but I I you know my youth was mostly we lived in a neighborhood. It was you know. Uh, right across from what we would call the tennis courts, even though no one ever played tennis there. It was actually more of a glorified basketball court, cause, uh, but it was a pretty large, large chunk of concrete um, where there was a basketball court on the one far end. And it was right next to a high school. So mind you, that's probably why it existed for like oh, – yeah. um, for, you know, the summertime, the band would, uh, you know, march there and uh, the football players would come out and run like, you know, their their drills and run and stuff. So there was this large basketball court and um, I was probably either with with probably from fifth, sixth and seventh grade. Um, I know for a fact I would go over there and play basketball with very <laughs> with with teenagers and oh, yeah. uh, people that were, you know, 18, 25 uh, age. And although this isn't as fun to think about, I would absolutely not let my children go over there and play basketball with people that are they're double their age and double their size. That is a small, um, just a little thing that I'm like, that wouldn't happen now. Um, oh, no, no. And that, not, not, not that is in the simplest. Todd, I'm excited to hear some of yours. So that that is the first <laughs> one that came to mind for me. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um yeah, because that's that's legit, and I remember the tennis courts, and 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 it's funny that we referred to them as the tennis courts, because while technically that was their function, and at one point, long long ago, there were tennis like court lines painted on it. I sure. think even, I think there there weren't nets. There weren't even like the posts for the nets. No, by the time we no, were I've never. There. No, I've never seen any nets or any like holes in the ground that would support some type of netting. Right, um, right. Um, and yet we called it the tennis court. 
conference, which I never really thought about until just now, and I don't want to completely derail us right out the gate on that topic, but, you know, we could probably spin a whole, uh, you know, extremely niche, interesting to three people podcast <laughs> on that, and we'll just, we'll just, we'll just hold on to that for the moment. Uh, oh, we'll course. keep that in our back pocket. Um, but no, um, you're right. I mean, it was, it was downtown. It was, I mean, it was right sort of catty corner from our house. So, you know, mom could have sat out on the front porch and watched oh, us or come dad, on. but that come wasn't on. happening. That didn't happen yeah, at all. <laughs> anything could happen. Um, so that, that's a good example. And I guess it, it kind of highlights the, uh, I don't know if it's the, the, the generational difference or just the, the, the difference in era of, you know, that would have been what the, it would have been nine, it would have been early nineties. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, don't, I've been, I was playing at the tennis courts forever, but I remember specifically that um, I was at points in time, I was a little punk and I was, we played with these two <laughs> large, large, I don't remember who my friend was, but it was my friend and I playing against these <laughs> so two large friends. grown adults, uh, adults, um, and we, we were better at basketball than them. And of course we let them know that. And the one guy wanted to fight me <laughs> and I remember being terrified for my life. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So, so I just remember, I just think to myself like, Oh no, that just wasn't a good thing at all. So no, no. I mean, when I think back to, to, to childhood and in, in, in danger, uh, you know, I've got a slightly different situation cause you know, I, you know, born in 75. So my, like my, my kid years were like the eighties. Um, yeah, which really makes some of the stuff I'm about to say even more shocking because the 80, you know, at some point in the 80s is when all that, you know, all the the child abduction and stranger danger stuff really started to kick off in earnest. Yeah. Um, and so thinking of some of the stuff that I got away with or, or was allowed to do and no one thought anything of it makes it even more shocking. But like growing up, we, you know, you don't remember because you were just a wee, a wee babe, but we used to live out in the country. Uh, out on, uh, I think it was uh, State State Route 250, uh, mm-hmm. you know, winding road up through the country. Um, and, I mean, the the I don't remember the exact age, but I remember we moved there when I was like five, and we moved away from there when we were when I was in like the fifth grade. So how old are you in the fifth grade? Like eleven. Uh, a little younger 11, than that. 12, going, like that. going on 10, going on 10. Lainey is nine. She just, and she's going to be entering fifth grade. Okay. So that's the time that's, you know, so we're talking like, okay, five to 10, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was allowed to just run around. Like I'm going to no, go out geez. and play. And it wasn't the backyard. It was crossing, you know, state route 250, which, you know, was like 45, 55 miles per hour speed limit, like yeah. semi trucks you know, trucking through all the time, like just cross the street to go see if, to go see if Bruce was allowed to play. Uh, you know, no, no, no problems. No, no worry. Like, I mean, I think when I was like five or six, when I was like five or six, they were like, okay, we're going to cro- have you cross the street. But you know, that, that, I don't recall that lasting too super long, you know? And, you know, there was a, there was a church, a couple, couple houses back or, you know, a few houses down, down yeah. the road from us that had like this gigantic backyard situation and there was a house next to it that was abandoned um, that dad used to cut the lawn for, the front lawn, to keep it tidy for him. And then in the backyard, which again was like probably like an acre's worth of land with like trees yes. and tall grass and whatever. And he did, the, he, didn't, he did this awesome thing where he like 
used his mower to like cut mazes into the tall grass. I mean, and the grass was, you know, like four or five feet tall, you know, and so to me, it was like taller than I was. So it was super awesome. But I would be let loose to just go run around in that completely unsupervised yeah. with, you know, the local kids. And that's something that's like, oh my goodness, seriously, this is a thing we're letting people do. Um, yeah, that's, uh, times have changed there, Todd. I remember I when just... I got my, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I remember, uh, when I got my first bike, uh, you know, I learned how to, I learned how to ride it in the neighbor's driveway, which was fair enough. I mean, that was within easy vision and so forth. But once I got to the point where like, you don't need training wheels, you can do whatever. Uh, we used to ride the bike through the, the grass mazes, which was great. You know, at that point, turn of the Jedi had come out and, you know, I was on indoor in my speeder bike, you know, sort of a thing. Yeah, of course. Um, but I was also allowed to drive it to 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 ride my bike. This this just sounds surreal saying out out loud to the cemetery down the road. Um, and again, when I say down the road, I'm not talking city street. I'm talking you know state route 250, semi, yeah. 40, 45 miles per hour, whatever. Like well out of sight distance of the house. And then you go to the cemetery and there's this big hill you go down and then, you know, it's, it's a cemetery. So a, it's weird to have your kid playing in the cemetery. B it's weird to have him, you know, ride his bike there at age, what, like seven unsupervised to go do it. Um, like just, just, just stuff that just boggles my mind at this point. But you know, it it was a different time. Like no one thought anything of it. It's like, you're, you'll be fine, kid. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, Um, that, that is, um, yeah, I mean, at this point in time, I think that any time that I was basically not in eyesight or in the neighborhood, I probably wouldn't let my kids do it now. Like I just wouldn't, you know, like I used to walk, we would walk, you know, to my friend's house, which was, you know, just across town, you know, Mm -hmm. um, maybe a 15, 20 minute walk. And I probably wouldn't let them do that. Uh, but then again, I've been living in the country for so long. I don't really have a just like, it's not an option out here. So maybe, right. maybe I would, and I'm just not like, I'm thinking, you know, thinking differently, but Todd, we're going to yeah. have to take an early commercial break. Um, okay. And we will come back and we'll talk about some more terrifying things and probably even more, more so than just leaving your kids out of your sight. We'll talk about some things that just uh, broken oh, arms, broken legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, gory, gory horror things, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll be the case. So we'll come back. Look forward to. We'll do that. Yes. And we're back. So, Eric, we've talked about some some sort of dangerous situations in terms of just under supervision levels. Let's let's to quote Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous. What, oh, boy. What, uh, what specific uh, sort of sort of toys or things or, or, or other stuff that, you know, in your presence, your children would never be allowed to do. But in full sight of our parents, they're like, yeah, no, go to it that you recall. Well, I mean, there's to, to an extent, there's like little things like, all right, trampoline is pretty darn dangerous in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, we right. have a trampoline with a net. Um, so and even with that being said, we have a son that broke his arm from that trampoline with a net. Um, <laughs> we won't go into the details of Laney uh, pushed him off the trampoline because he was on the outside of it for some reason. Um, so. No, and then we also have monkey bars, which uh, also, and these are just kind of fear factors of like, all right, broken shoulders, broken arms, uh, just right. stupid hospital bills and or pains in the butt. Um, 
you know, and things like skateboarding and riding bikes. But I, I allow my kids to do all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, there are still some things that the kids can do that are, that do have some element of danger. And, you know, there's an amount of, well, you got to live a little, you know, you can't, can't, can't lock them down completely, you know. Yeah. But. And, and, and I don't, I was never necessarily a daredevil. I will tell you probably the one thing that I can imagine, uh, and maybe they didn't even know. But uh, Todd, you're familiar with my whole backyard wrestling federation back in 1999 to 2001 or two, right? Yes. Okay. So, so backyard wrestling was pretty huge, and I won't go into the details of you know the timing, but if you look it up, there it was not just an isolated incident in you know Martin's Ferry. Many many kids had that. Um, Oh yeah. What 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 many also associated with backyard wrestling was this hardcore type style of wrestling, which was grab anything and hit people with it. Um, Right. And that being said, we would find fluorescent light bulbs um, (laughs) in the alleys and parking lots of like the Martin's Ferry businesses. And then we would um, use those in such hardcore matches and smash each other uh, in the back, in the stomach. (laughs) in the legs and the head um with uh oh such light God. bulbs that um would not be allowed to happen <laughs> under my no, or no. or i would probably <laughs> no. be pretty pretty mad if i knew that was happening and yeah. um that happened on numerous occasions um in our very backyard without i think anyone knowing so good for us for cleaning up all the the the, the bulb <laughs> glass right that, right that, yeah i mean not n- <laughs> We also jumped off of um, our houses and or fences. And I mean, we're jumping on mattresses with a little bit of foam. Uh, and in some cases, we didn't jump on, on mattresses at all. We jumped on people and or just, you know, um, one of my favorite uh, hardcore said matches was one that started in the backyard, ended in, uh, made its way all the way up to the high school in which oh, we, were fight- we were fighting in front of the high school. And uh, and this might not mean anything to you, but uh, my friend did a hurricane rana from the uh, tree that was at the very top of the hill. And my other friend rolled down the entire hill while cars passing, people walking by saying, what is this guy? And, and mind you, my friend was dressed up like a flamboyant wrestler with uh, wrestling tights and a leotard. Um, so and then we, I have video evidence of all this ridiculousness. And uh, I would... I being, you know, I'm not the the most strict parent. I would allow my kids to backyard wrestle under some type of supervision or training. I would not right. let them hit each other with light bulbs um, and or jump um, from very, very high, um, you know, locations. No, no, that's 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 no. Yeah. See, I, I if I'm delving into my past, I have to go in a completely different direction because, you know, I was not. I was not very athletic or sportsy or, or, or physical in any of that sense. Like other, other than, you know, riding my bike full tilt down a hill and, and wrecking it into a culvert and breaking my foot. You know, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really participate in that level of things. Um, but you know, the, the, the toy landscape has changed considerably for the, for the more safety minded. Oh, yeah. over over my lifetime and i think that's probably more where where i come in um and it's funny because i saw this little little prompt thing and thought about this and like two days later abby comes home um she's like hey i got lawn darts and i'm like well okay, there, there's there's a story now now mind you <laughs> yeah what yeah, lawn darts <laughs> what she came home, for a while <laughs> yeah what she came home with and what our current you know what the current standard for lawn darts are 
are it's fun. We played. We had a great time. Um, but it's a completely different concept than the lawn darts of yore. You know okay. what we have? They're, they're like they're like sort of like weighted, uh, you know, sort of sort of bulbs with you know handles with little fins on them that you you know you sort of lob, kind of uh, kind of like horseshoes into you know there's a little circle thing you throw on the ground to try and get them in there and it's it's good times uh you know and it's safe you yeah can, i mean i mean i imagine if you pick this thing up and wailed it at someone's head that would hurt but you yeah. know know what they're, they're not really going to go to the hospital for that you know but you know lawn darts as a kid they were freaking darts they were giant oversized sharp pointy things that you threw like darts and stuck into the ground um that you know I oh yeah, they were. They, yeah, no, I, I too. I mean, luckily, luckily, nothing ever happened. No one ever got impaled on them. But dear God, the just the thought of of letting children loose with those and throw because you know you're standing. It's like horseshoes. You're standing opposite each other, and basically, you're not really throwing them at each other, but you're throwing them at each other's direction. And you know, I don't know about you, but young people tend to not have the best hand-eye coordination or or, you know, control over what it is that they're doing. And, oh, yeah. you know, dodge, you know, didn't so much dodge a bullet, but dodged many a dart uh, growing up. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember, uh, I, I can't, again, I can't remember what birthday or Christmas or whatever it was, but for a, you know, a gift occasion, uh, I got a, you know, a, a little science lab thing that, you know, had a microscope, which was super awesome. Uh, you know, and, and some booklets and stuff, but they, you know, the key draw to that thing was like the, you know, 24 or so little vials of chemicals. Like, it's a here's a chemistry. Set, <laughs> yeah, no, I, mix some I stuff remember. up and go to it yeah, with just I basically remember. like, don't get this in your eyes and don't eat it. Uh huh. Which you know is is almost code to a child of oh, so this is something I should super try and see if I can't make something to eat out of, you know, um, which I didn't. But I can't imagine letting, you know, a seven-year-old loose with a chemistry stat without, like, here are your goggles, here's your splash guard, here are your gloves. I am going to be completely all up in your business the whole time you're doing this. But it's like, no, here's your chemistry set. Don't do it in your room. You might ruin the carpet. Make sure you're doing that at the table. Um, Todd? Yes? Todd, I actually remember the chemistry sets. Um, I don't remember so much of the chemicals because you probably used them all, but I do remember having your, your chemistry set. And there was also a, um, there was also like an electronics one, but I don't think that could have done much damage. Maybe no, the electronics here and there. I don't know. I mean, the electronics thing was, was neat. I mean, it was a bunch of wires and, and, you know, yeah. a, a board that had transistors and resistors and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it, that wouldn't be like, there wasn't like any kind of high voltage going through it. I mean, I guess that does remi remind me of the time that as a, as a youth, I don't know if you ever did this, but the thing where you take the nine volt battery and just stick it on your tongue. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> just to close so the circuit. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably still let my kids do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I also remember there was, I can't, there was something that if you put two, two, maybe coat hangers or something in a, in a, uh, in a light so socket, not a light socket, but a, um, a, just your normal a power outlet. Yeah, yeah. Your normal power outlet. There was some type of, I remember doing that for some reason to do something. Um, I probably wouldn't let my kids put anything uh, in there now, mostly in fear of them just breaking something. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, um, yeah. I also, you know, 
now this is probably not necessarily your 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 timing um but the movie little rascals came out when i was in around that age and they made these like go-karts and i remember distinctly trying to make like somewhat of a, like a, a made shift go-kart wagon and going right. down a hill um that right. just would that wouldn't fly that just wouldn't fly i mean i guess when it comes down to it if you listen to me talking i'm not so much scared of toys or like you know choking hazards i'm more scared of the doctors and the in the uh emergency room bills of broken bones <laughs> right. I, I i mean because everything i'm saying i'm like yeah that would break a bone pretty easily or a high percentage chance and right. and i you know jumping out of a tree you know like a tree house just sounds like a horrible idea you know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, well, well. I mean, we had we we didn't have a tree house, um, and again, this is from living up in the country. You probably don't even remember this, but we did have a big old tree in the back, and yeah. like it, we didn't have a we didn't have a you know a tree house, but you know, Dad did you know tie a rope up in it so you could sort of yeah. you know reverse rappel up it, and I think at one point there might have been a board affixed to the tree in some way to get, let you you know climb up. But, you know, I used to climb up in there and, you know, with a with with my, you know, Fisher Price cassette recorder thing with all the, the 80s music that I taped by holding it up to another radio and recording uh, and climb up into the tree and just hang out. Um, you know, it must have been I mean, it seemed super high to me at the time. In all reality, it was probably maybe somewhere between six to ten feet off the ground. But six to ten feet off the ground. Oh, yeah. As an adult thinking of, you know, one of my children doing that, I'd be like, get the hell down out of that tree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going to break your damn neck, you know. So. Uh, yeah. There was also a. Uh, it was out in Belmont County somewhere, and I believe they called it Clearview. I don't know. It was a giant freaking hit. Like there was a uh, there was a pond and there was like a giant cliff. And yeah. I, of course, I uh, thankfully I'm scared of heights. But it was not <laughs> it was not something I was doing, but you would go up and it was the equivalent of maybe like a 10 story building. I mean, like it was high. It was really high. Right. And and we don't know how deep water was, you know. No, um, no. And there wa you had to jump so far out to clear it. So these uh -huh. crazy folk would get up there and, and jump. And uh, yeah, not a chance. It reminded me, you know, they do that in um, in South America somewhere it might be brazil there's like a famous mm -hmm. cliff that they jump off of and dive in and stuff like that and it reminds me of that um no chance in hell i mean if i found out that my son or daughter was even near remotely thinking about doing that that <laughs> just wouldn't happen because that's not broken bones that's that's death <laughs> oh yeah no, thank yeah. you you know that that's yeah. a that's one foolish decision into uh no longer being um and that also goes with ridiculous driving you know i had right. some daredevil friends that uh that would speed um, at very, very on, on back roads, mind you, like oh, back yeah. roads that twisty, turny and stuff. And I remember we're, we were going pretty darn fast in one vehicle, and I was probably holding on for dear life um, right. just because he wanted to hit this so that his car could like kind of fly and jump. Catch air. And yeah. Oh, it, no. felt, it felt like the jackrabbit in freaking Kennywood. And <laughs> um, so there were many, many instances. And of course, uh, I we were in high school and had vehicles when the first Fast and the Furious came out, and oh boy, that, that did not help. Well. That did not help when we were racing each other home from just seeing that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Side side well, story, side story. Just 
real quick derivative of uh, the fact is we saw more movies in high school. And, of course, we were still broke and didn't have money. But there was one door that did not shut all the way. Okay. And if you're familiar with the Ohio Valley Mall, at least the old school mall, you basically mm-hmm. had – you entered through the one. You paid your tickets, and each theater had its own exit door. Well, right. one theater did not shut. So if you had a door that doesn't shut, all you have to do is pry your fingers in there because it locks from the inside. You right. pry, but it never shut all the way, so it didn't lock. So you would just pry it open, and then during the middle of a movie, you would see a group of 10 to 15 guys just walking in. <laughs> and then once you're in, you're in the lobby. And they don't check that stuff. And then you would just go to the movie you wanted to see. And I saw more oh, yeah. movies that way. And that is how yeah. we saw The Fast and the Furious. And then that is how we <laughs> almost died probably multiple times on, you know, driving around, chasing, you know, from St. Clair's Little Ferry going as fast as possible, pretending you had NOS, which was the, yeah, like right. some, some fast gas or whatever. So, yeah, uh, that yeah. was <laughs> that was some dangerous oh, times. Boy. Yeah. See, see, I, you know, not having gotten my license until well after. You know, I was living at home and I was, you know, I was a full blown adult. I, I don't have any of the, you know, driving tales of myself behind the wheel. But, you know, by that same token, all my friends did have cars and drove and did stupid stuff. And I remember I don't know if you're I don't know if your generation did this, but my my group, one of the things was, you know, going from ferry out, you know, the from downtown ferry out into the country where folks lived, you know, it's they're they're, they're back roads, they're twisty, they're oh, going, yeah. you know, there aren't street lights, there aren't anything, and so the jam used to be there was this one hill that you start at the top of that hill, and it would twist and wind its way down to the bottom, and again, if it's nighttime, you know, there's cover of trees, like even a full moon, there's no there's no lighting because of the, the tree yeah. cover, and it would you start at the top of the hill, and try to see how close you can get to the bottom with your car in neutral. And the lights off. Oh, God. Which, thinking back to that is just horrifyingly whatever. Because, you know, people coming from behind you, like, they're going at, you know, 35, 40 miles an hour. People coming towards you, and, like, no one can see you because you've got, you know, basically all the lights off. And I, I can't tell you how many times we did that nonsense and, you know, nearly got ourselves killed because, you know... Because, like I said, it'd be one thing if it was like a straight shot. No, you can see the lights coming. You can, you know, get your ass in gear. But, no, I mean, you're you're making pretty tight turns. And, there, you know, you can't see the headlights of the car coming your way. You can't even see the freaking road. Like, that that still, you know, gives me a bit of a shiver thinking about, you know, how is it that I'm still alive um, just as a passenger? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. that's – uh, yeah, I mean – um, yeah, things in cars, that's, um, you know, here's one that, that, um, isn't dangerous and I wouldn't expect it. I mean, this is very situational, but yet it was kind of stupid. And, and this episode kind of is tail, tail spinning into like just dumb things we did as a child. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, a little bit. Um, which, which is fine because, yeah. you know, it was, you can still learn. So I, um, we're going to go back to, you know, my backyard wrestling evolved to, um, I actually was wrestling in a real ring in front of an audience in Weirton in about 2001. Now, I right. didn't have my license, but I had a car because I had a hand-me-down oh. call car called the 1986 Dodge Omni. It was passed down from mom to Crystal to me, and um, and it sat in the church parking lot forever because uh, there were some issues with it. Now, right. I'll go another day. I'll tell you the story about how I got it to the mechanic, which is very fun. Uh, but we got it fixed up enough. That it was running, and I would drive around without a license, which I don't expect. I, n- don't do this, kids. Uh, no. But I would drive around without a license, 
um, because I went through my training. I went through the train class, so I knew how to drive. I just never went and got the, the thing. So right. um, normally that was only like a if I had to kind of situation. You know, right. obviously, you know, I don't want to um, have fines, you know, have a, a document on my record or whatever. My Right. Uh, but – uh, we would have our friends drive us who had license to to Weirton for these wrestling shows on a Friday night or whatever, I, you know, and one one day we could not find a friend. So um, I decided to, you know, my friend, my my tag team partner, we were the tag team champs of this place um, at the ripe age of 16 or 17. It was we we were we were booked <laughs> on this show to defend the championships and we had to be there. There was no no showing. Um, right. So we hopped in the car, and from Martin's Ferry to Weirton, we took my little Omni, which did not like to run in the rain, and it was raining. <laughs> because what would happen is if you stopped it, it would stall, right. and it might take a while for you to get it started back up. Right. And um, <laughs> I would not I would not be as gutsy to do it to this day, which just shows that I've become more of a wimp. Uh, but we got in there, and... We trucked along, and if anybody is familiar, and it might not be, but there is a lot of stoplights from Steubenville to Weirton. You, there is at okay. least a series of four or five, and right. just and we were scared to death that we were going to hit a red light, stall, be stuck on the middle of the highway, can't right. move the car, and only you know, and somebody report us or what have you. Please come. Where's your license? We're done. And it's not right. even like the kid, the other guy in the car didn't drive either. So we were kind of like screwed. Yeah, you're. Um, yeah. It, you know, and th- and this was just a sign that we were supposed to defend those titles that night. We hit a green light the entire way there and the entire <laughs> way back. So, and that just doesn't, ha- it just doesn't happen. So, um, and there were really no stop lights or stop signs. We kind of did rolling stops. Um, right. And that, it, the, yeah, that was, uh, you know, flirting with uh, disaster. But yet, you know, that was one of my, one of the few road stories I would have for my, my journey into independent professional wrestling. But that was, uh, yeah, that was a fun one. <sighs> no, that's that's it. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I, I I can't compete on the driving stories, at least not not from a youth perspective, because I didn't drive till I was you know an adult. But uh, you Todd, know, try, Todd, trying Todd. to. Yeah, yeah, but yes. I know you can't compete in a driving story, but I definitely know there's a lot of uh, you you are the pyro man for for the wrestling shows, right? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. So, no, I mean. I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess that, uh, see, I can get into that, but I, I, well, there are keep with the theme of, you know, what did you do that would be considered dangerous? Like, yes, that's true. I, I uh, tended to view that as stuff that you were allowed to do that you wouldn't be allowed to do now. And I don't uh, think yeah. even as a youth, I'd be allowed to start fire, but no, they didn't actually no. say that that's me reading into the rules, making up my own stuff. Uh, well, we could do we, what we, we want. We, we've got, I know what we have, have here is a. Is a is a Twitter constitutional crisis to where we have to d- interpret the uh, the prompt for ourselves in, in the in the intent that the uh, the founding poster intended, and you know I'm just gonna go go with whatever I, I want now. I'm not gonna go to that strict uh, interpretation of, of the the original post, and and I'm just gonna run with what you said there because yeah, where you were running around beating each other. You know, with your your fists and your your shoulders and your elbows, and you know, apparently, you know, fluorescent light bulbs. Oh uh, yes. You know, I took mine in a different direction. You know, in in regards to you know setting just about anything on fire if it seemed to be flammable. Um, 
and yeah, I've got a couple of tales out there as Toddcast. You, you can probably find them pretty easy, and they're a little long-winded, so I'm not going to get into all those. But, you know, we, we can talk a little bit about just the general fire starting that I used to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've well-documented the, the bigger, uh, you know, <laughs> bigger bonfires I've started in inappropriate places. But no, me, me and, me and, uh, me and my friend Jeff and Ray, we just used to like to let's try see if we can catch this on fire um and you know do you know i don't know that i go so far as to call it scientific tests because you know we didn't take notes or anything but it was it was very much the 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 scientific method of i hypothesize that this thing will burn let's find out and then yes or no and then move on to the next thing um i distinctly recall us you know going going to the store and getting, you know, like water balloons or, or just regular balloons. I can't remember which. And just let's fill them with this and see what it does. And the, the amount of hairspray and mousse and spray paint and rubbing alcohol, whatever, that we would put into balloons. And, and oh. he had he, he had this 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 met this like aluminum pole that had like a little clip on the end. I think it, I think the original intent for this thing was like, if you have a clothesline, it's like a prop you put up in the middle so that when you put all the wet, heavy clothes on, it doesn't sag too low. That I think that's what okay. the intended purpose was. And the little clip okay. thing went onto the clothesline and you spike the other end in the ground. Yeah. Uh, we used that, the little clip thing to put the balloons in. So it could be far away from, you know, one of us. Now, mind you, the other of us, had to be there with matches or a lighter to light the thing. We didn't have a way to like light it remotely, but just the one guy could be at a safe distance uh, from, you know, the inevitable explosion or dud in some cases. Uh, and the amount of things we, we would do that way, like hairspray is pretty impressive when you put it in a balloon oh, yeah. and put, yeah, and put a, you know, it, it, it goes up pretty good. Um, moose, because it was that era where moose was a thing. Um, not so much. I mean, if you just set moose out on the ground and, and light it, yeah, it'll kind of light up for a quick second, but it, it doesn't really keep, uh, you put it in a balloon and it just kind of melts a hole in the balloon and then it just shoots moose all over you. Okay. <laughs> we found out. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, 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 you know, we do that. Uh, there was, there was a point where, um, I can't remember what the circumstances were other than I was, you know, rummaging around in other people's things in the house. And I can't remember if it was mom or Dawn had like a drawer full of like perfume bottles, like perfume bottles that have like, you know, three milliliters of fluid left in like one pump yeah. spray and you're, and you're done. But they were, you know, cool bottles and whatever. And, you know, I was an asshole kid who didn't care about anybody's anything. And I, sure, I, you know, why wouldn't, yeah. I, I have some regrets over this, but I would just like grab three or four of them and, you know, I'll, I'm going to fill this with some, you know, rubbing alcohol or whatever. And then just, you know, like go into the back alley and just smash it on the ground and then sit down with my Zippo and light it on and watch it burn. And be like, okay, cool. Like just random pyromania. Um, that's well, it was a thing. That's. Yeah, but that's uh, that is you know that that is probably the equivalent of my possible backyard wrestling. Um, well, and, and not for nothing, but there was one point where I was I was headed out and I had one of these bottles in my pocket because I was going to go do my thing, and for whatever reason, mom stopped me and there was like a bulge in my pocket. She said, "What do you got there?" And I'm like, "Well, what am I going to do?" And I like pulled out and it's like this glass bottle, a perfume bottle, and she immediately drew the conclusion that you know. 
I, I, you know, clearly what I was planning to do was to go out in the back alley and, you know, drink the perfume for the alcohol oh, content, oh. which oh. started a whole different thing. And I had to, you know, face the choice of, well, does my mom, you know, do I, do I let my mom think I'm some sort of closet alcoholic who's so desperate he's drinking perfume or do oh i own God. up to no i just like to start random fires and uh you know there I you know just which talk, which path you, just, you choose no sort of well you, you could also said you know um you are a cross-dresser and you were just trying to you know you, <laughs> you're gonna go that way out or you could have said the most common thing would have said hey i have a girlfriend and i was going to give her some perfume so yeah except that what except that was known to not be the case like th- well. this was this was pre pre that like after like like after after you know I, I got my first girlfriend at like age 17 or whatever that was um i kind of toned down the pyromania uh, and, and, tra- and, and, and <laughs> traded that and, and well and traded that out for for another you know not okay under any circumstances situation of you know that that's when i entered my shoplifting phase so oh, good yeah great <laughs> you know, that's that's, a, that's again, another podcast I, for another i day. would not encourage anyone uh to do and if i found out you know the girls were doing that stuff i would lose my mind oh um, yeah absolutely absolutely but, you know dangerous in a different different capacity less physical oh. danger more long-lasting legal implications on that one yeah but, yeah yeah, I, you know, and and yes, we have turned this into from just talking about lawn darts and how these are just not made to to standard anymore. <laughs> to um, why why you shouldn't bust light bulbs and or burn hairspray, um, which is fine. But I, I, you know, I let's I will rapid fire some things. Rope swings are dangerous. Um, yes, I believe I believe backyard tackle football is more dangerous than than most people would uh, ever understand. Oh, um, absolutely. I think that is just bad ideas happening. Oh. Um, yeah. skateboarding skateboarding is is just treacherous and laney is all about this skateboard now and she's gonna paint it up and she wanted to buy one i'm like okay well let's let me put some money in the bank for that broken bone um, right right you know there's uh i don't necessarily worry so much about small choking hazard things because you can't really you know just don't give your kids choking hazard uh you know if, if they're they put things in their mouth just don't let them have that kind of stuff right um right and, I, you know, and, and besides that, there's, you know, I think that there's lots of regulations and I'm having a hard time drawing upon toys alone that are no longer allowed to be used or seem relatively dangerous. Well, here, let, let me let me let me let me do a quick turn this thing on its head situation okay, for, for a, a, a scenario, a scenario that is actually, you know, kind of a big deal back in the day. But nowadays is damn near a, ubiquitous. Back when when uh, when Star Wars first came out, and we've we had many a talk about the the Kenner figures and the glories sure. of those. Yeah, yeah. But one one of their early promotions was, you know, you save up your proofs of purchases, send them in, and we will send you a Boba Fett. It was before mm-hmm. he was actually, you know, uh, you know, before the movie even released, nobody knew who he was, whatever. But he just looked like a badass, and it was like, you know, free free toy. Let's do this. The original Boba Fett figure. Uh, had had a feature where his little his jetpack, the little red rocket thing in there, you pu- you push a button, it would launch, um, and that never actually made it to market because they're like, oh, that's dangerous. It's a choking hazard, or some kid could shoot each other, shoot the other in the eye. We're we're not having this. And bef- before they actually you know went to market and started shipping them out, they they changed it to one where that little little missile thing yeah. was you know glued in, glued right? In, because yeah, oh, this is, this is dangerous. We we can't be doing this. 
I'll tell you right now, you walk down the toy aisle in, in Target or Walmart or whatever, and every third toy has, you know, oh. a super spiffy launching feature tons, of this tons. little missile thing. Um, yeah. And that kind of boggles my mind. Because, like, back in the 70s, like, oh, here, here's a lawn dart. Go impale your friends. That's fine. But this little figure in his little, you know, plastic, you know, not doing anything missile that maybe maybe would have launched, you know, a foot. That we can't have that. And nowadays nope. it's like, you know, nerf, nerf guns with, you know, this thing will will launch it, you know, 300 yards and impale itself halfway into a tree as a selling point. Uh, that's that's just all good today. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, it, oh, yeah. There's I'm not no sure eye. how that role reversed, but well, it always decided weird. Yeah, maybe they just decided that, you know, it, it's, you know, it's on the parents, you know, <laughs> <That guy. laughs> tough to say. Well, Todd, I think this was a, an enjoyable conversation and uh, yet, it, you know, th- thank you, Twitter, for, you know, bringing <laughs> us together and talking about some old or more so just talking about how we probably are just, um, you know, our younger selves would be like mad at us and or saying you guys are just out of touch um but yeah oh, i'm yeah. scared of broken bones and and or some you know imp- impaling of the lawn dart <laughs> right well and i mean to me it, to me it's more of a wow we are lucky to be alive um yeah <laughs> in yeah. some cases well, you know, <laughs> you know uh, well, and i and i often wonder I, i'm assuming most people have similar stories of some sort even uh you know our parents might have stories of wow this was you know, I can't believe we survived this and we're still one piece because, um, yeah. you know, there were not there were not nearly, especially in toys and other things. There were not regulations to make sure things were, you know, <laughs> put together yeah, or not- tested, let alone like cars, probably, you know, like actual vehicles right. were probably a little less, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yes. Put together. Ch- so child, to speak. So. child seats and safety. Child seats and safety belts were optional for a, a good chunk of my, oh, yeah. my, yeah. my youth. So, yeah. Well, and yeah. and yeah, and so I've, I've got to, I've got to work my, myself towards, you know, the workstation. So we, we should probably wrap this up, but I will say good. if, if, if any of the listeners have any, you know, delightful horror stories or things that we've missed, you know, feel free, feel free to, uh, to, to throw us some notes there on, on Twitter at, at cast Todd. Um, and, and I'm curious to see what other horror stories other folks have. Uh, that they can share with us absolutely so cool well eric any 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 last any last words before we we pass on into to the work day no just you know don't everything we talked about today don't try it at home that's it just no, uh, that, that that's just legit stay safe. i should have thrown that at the front but you know better no. right than never right that's right cool well thank you eric uh good good times as always thank you listeners i uh, hope you enjoyed and, and give us your feedback and until next time i, I hope you all have a good one Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.